Hello, friends, and welcome or welcome back to the Skeleton Grin Podcast, your favorite podcast for all things spiritual. If you are new here, my name is Alice B. Skellinger. I am a seasoned tarot card reader, a spiritual enthusiast, and a manifestation babe working on my own journey and using this podcast to share with you my favorite tips, tricks, and techniques. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's wonderful episode. Before we actually get into the episode, I want to introduce today's episode and preface by saying that this episode will not be covering any of my favorite tips, tricks, and techniques. Instead, this episode was inspired by a conversation I was having with a friend where we were holding ourselves accountable for the ways in which we may be hindering ourselves and also recognizing what we're working on in order to grow. This episode is about growth and how certain aspects of the human experience can stunt that growth when we allow ourselves to hold on to outdated belief systems and ideas, people who are content to hold us back, and other potentially hindering things. Without further ado, let's dive right on in. As humans, we still have a proclivity towards reminiscence and projection, where we will either reminisce about the past and become nostalgic, or in another turn, project into the future that which we aspire to create. And we believe that we have to achieve a purpose or a milestone or a goal in order to have that which we wish to create. We believe that having a bright and fulfilling future is contingent on going to a college or trade school, getting a degree or certification, finding a job, turning that job into a career, getting promotion after promotion until you're as high up in the company as you can get or as you aspire to be, and then retiring by a specific age. And within that linear focus, there's these little side quests of getting married and having kids by a specific age. Say the consensus is between 25 and 30 years old, right? But with certain career paths, you'll miss holidays and birthdays and milestones that your kids are hitting. Like, oh, mommy, daddy, guess what? I hit a home run in my baseball game, but you weren't able to be there to see it. Or mommy, daddy, guess what? I helped my team win first place at the gymnastics competition. But again, you weren't there to see it because you were so focused on achieving that milestone, achieving that goal, working yourself to the bone, working so that, yes, you could put food on the table and provide for your family and provide the house and and the roof over your head, but when you're focused so much on that one goal, you miss all of the other opportunities, you miss all of the other exciting things, you miss the reasons to actually be alive and and to be living this life that you want to create. But I don't want to stop the conversation there. I also want to bring our awareness to the possibility of being stuck in the past or focused on the future to a fault. Again, as humans, we can sometimes feel our emotions to the extreme. And this isn't always a bad thing as sometimes our emotional capacity is what enhances our relationships. And that includes our relationship that we have with ourselves. Because when we feel a strong sense of happiness and excitement from being inspired, we can start to motivate ourselves to do certain things that we are passionate about, whether that's something like joining a gym or starting a new diet plan to target gut health or creating a podcast or becoming an entrepreneur. Our capacity for strong emotional feeling only hinders us when we allow strong sensations of guilt or shame or anxiety or, or anything that we consider to be bad to control our mindsets. And sometimes when we reminisce, thinking back to reminiscing, we don't just remember the good things, we remember the bad things too. 
We remember the things that we did and the experiences that we had that make us flinch to think about now. We, we ask ourselves, why did I do X thing that I did when I was a teenager? Or when I was a kid, why did I push little Tommy off the swing set when I wanted to turn? Was I angry? Was I frustrated? And, and we'll, we'll think about these things. Or in the same turn, we'll think about why did I have to go through this experience that I now wish I didn't have? And we'll get so caught up in a focus on the past and start living there, whether we're trying to recreate the good times or we're wondering what went wrong during the bad times. And when we get so caught up in that experience, we forget that our life is happening right here and now and that we can only control what happens today. We begin to neglect the fact that we can only control what happens today. We start thinking back to, oh, well, I really miss being in this time period and having X, Y, Z thing, having these good things that I remember from my childhood, being able to go on these trips that I was able to go on in my childhood. Why can't I have that today? What am I doing wrong? But we can only control what we do with today. We can only influence the outcome of what will happen for us by taking action today. Sure, our action today will impact our future, and we can't go back in time to rectify the past. And even if we had the ability to rectify the past, there's the question of whether or not we should. What would we sacrifice in the reality we've already created if we were to go back in time to rectify a past situation? What would we be giving up? I know for me, I wouldn't have this platform. I wouldn't have this podcast. I wouldn't have my Instagram where I do um, daily tarot readings. I wouldn't have my Instagram following where I'm starting to climb. I wouldn't have my TikTok where I'm starting to do daily tarot card pulls and I'm starting to upload them onto Instagram as reels so that I can connect both of my social medias. I wouldn't have my relationship that I manifested with my partner. I wouldn't have any of the things that I have right now if I were to try and go back in time and rectify the past. Sure, there are some things that I look back at in the past and I go, oh, well, maybe I could have done something differently. And I'll even cringe sometimes thinking about it, but I allow myself to think about it in that moment. I allow myself to re-experience that feeling and then I allow myself to move on from that because I understand that staying stuck in that feeling is only going to do me harm. It's only going to hinder me from moving forward. It's only going to hinder me from continuing to experience the life that I have right now and working to continue having these experiences and going forward into the future to have more of these experiences. I'm trying to create more of these experiences, right? I want to create more of these experiences, but I can only do that if I start today, right now, right here sitting at my table creating this podcast episode right here right but when we when we recognize that we can only change moving forward this applies to other people in our lives who will also hold on to the past or project into the future they they will say that we can only do certain things if we reach certain milestones or they will hold on to past versions of us If we allow ourselves to hold on to those same ideas and we allow those people to have even more of a place in our life 
and even more of an influence on our mindsets. And this applies to these people as well, because if we allow ourselves to hold on to the same ideas or we allow ourselves to be influenced by these people, we hinder ourselves, right? For example, if you have a friend or family member in your life who wants to continue to bring up examples of the person you were in the past that you've outgrown and you allow yourself to listen to them versus acknowledging and accepting the proof that you are a changed person, you will ultimately fail yourself. You're allowing that person to say that their image of you, their perception of you, is the only perception that matters. The only perception that matters the most. And what happens when we allow that perception of us to be the only perception that matters, we say that all of the growth that we've done on our own and with other people who have helped us, whether that's you're going to therapy so that you can focus on healing your trauma, or you're taking the spiritual route and you're doing shadow work, or you're manifesting new things because you learned about the law of assumption and the law of attraction and the law of allowance and you're learning about manifestation whatever it is whatever path that you have taken to start growing and growing as a person and growing this new version of you that is all trumped when you allow those mindsets and ideas about who you were in the past to overtake that And yes, we can change. We as humans do change. We evolve. And we can hold ourselves accountable for the things that we did in the past that maybe weren't so great. We can hold ourselves accountable and we should hold ourselves accountable for the things that we did that maybe we didn't apologize for. And maybe we didn't recognize just how detrimental that would be even years from now. But in order to actually move forward from that, we have to allow ourselves to move forward from that and other people have to allow us to move forward from that they can't just keep holding on and saying oh well you did this six years ago so you're still that bad person no I'm not I'm actually advocating against that shit now (laughs) because I've learned that it's wrong and you can do that you can change just that much you can start advocating against the things that you know are wrong now Because you've learned and you've grown and you know that it's bad, (laughs) you know? Um, and, And one of the biggest examples that I have is bullying and gossiping. So if you recognize that bullying someone else and gossiping about someone else only hinders how people are gonna view you because they're just gonna see you as this person who just wants to be a big bully and who just wants to gossip about other people you're going to actually lose more friends that way because you may bond with people over this mutual disregard for the the person you're bullying or this mutual disregard for these ideas that you're saying are absolute hokey, right? And you'll bond with people who believe that, but then they might grow up and believe that you're not the kind of person that they want to be around. So you start losing more friends and losing more friends and losing more friends and losing more friends. And you have to recognize at some point that you are the common denominator because you're allowing yourself to stay the same. So 
If you have someone who wants to hold on to that image of you that you used to be because they refuse to change and that image of you that you used to be helped them and still helps them to find meaning and purpose in this world and they can't accept that you've changed, then you need to ask yourself if that is the kind of person that you want to be and is that the kind of person that you want to keep in your circle. So on one hand, you've got this idea where you can continue to be that person who is the negative entity. And then you've also got this other person who is trying to influence you to stay the same. So either you're influencing yourself to stay the same because you refuse to change or someone else refuses to allow you to change and refuses to see that you are trying to change and that you are trying to grow. But you also have a hand in that because if you're allowing yourself to keep an attachment to this friendship or this uh, family member or this relationship where they're looking at you and they're saying, oh, well, you used to be like this and you used to be so fun when we used to party and drink and gossip and, and et cetera, et cetera. And now you're no longer fun to them because you're not doing those same things anymore and you're growing as a person and you have different priorities and different wants and needs and goals then you have to ask yourself, is that the kind of person that you really want to be? Do you want to be around the person who's going to hold on to that image of you from back in college or that image of you that used to be this this big gossiper, right? And... And like I just said, a good example is the friend who still likes to get drunk and party a decade after college and needs you as your drinking buddy. Or the friend who gossips and complains or is jealous of other people's accomplishments and is constantly making comparisons. Ask yourself how you're maybe contributing to your own stunted growth by keeping that energy around you when you know that this energy is no longer where you are vibrating and where you wish to vibrate. This isn't your frequency anymore. This isn't the radio station you like tuning into anymore. This isn't the the tv show you want to watch anymore this isn't the book series you want to read anymore you've outgrown it it's old it's stale to you in fact you'd rather create you'd rather curate your own playlist on spotify or another music streaming platform to listen to manifestation music or something more upbeat right you'd rather go to the bookshop um let me think let me think One of my favorite bookshops is Second and Charles, and I've gone there to sell old books before. And this, I'm not sponsored by Second and Charles. This isn't a plug. This isn't a, hey, Second and Charles, sponsor me. No, this is, this is me simply saying that I've utilized their tools to be able to sell some of my books before because I've had, I've moved, I've changed, I've grown as a person. And I've had books sitting on my bookshelf that, no longer interest me. They're, they're books that I used to read or they're books that have sat on my shelf collecting dust and I, I no longer wish to hold on to that if I know that I'm not going to reread those books or I've tried to reread them and now that I'm an adult, I don't get the same enjoyment as I did when I was a teenager reading those books. So now I've gotten to this point where I'm going to go ahead and sell those books, right? And You'll go and you'll buy new books after you sell those books, or you'll go simply to get those books off your hands. And, and later on, 
later down the road, a couple months from now, when you're looking for new books, you might get a different book on Audible, or you might get a different book on Kindle, and not, maybe not buy paper paper copies or hardback copies because you're trying to minimize how much physical stuff you have in case you want to move again. <laughs> or and and I'm saying that because that was my personal experience, and it still is my personal experience. I still prefer sometimes to get books on Kindle or Audible because. I understand that if I were to be moving around or I want or I were to say want to read that book if I was on a vacation, it's easier to whip out my phone or my tablet and read it on my phone or tablet and carry my phone or tablet around than it is to try and stuff a hardback copy of Interview with a Vampire in my suitcase, which is a heavy item. So and it, it's fine to outgrow those things. But when you have people in your life who won't let you outgrow those things and you're continuing to allow yourself to be around those people, you're contributing to your own demise. You're contributing to your own stunted growth. You're contributing to staying in that same vibrational frequency that you're trying to get out of, right? And you're staying in that state. You're staying in that state of consciousness. You're staying in that state of mind. You're staying in that mind frame of the person that you used to be instead of coming out of that shell coming out of that comfort zone being comfortable being uncomfortable and growing and and I want to bring this back I've said this in a previous episode before my partner I love him so goddamn much um he he really is like the the peanut butter to my jelly right and he said the most amazing quote that I still want to get printed on a t-shirt and start wearing around. There is no comfort in the growth zone and no growth in the comfort zone. That has become my mantra. That has become my motto for the past almost eight, nine months that I've been dating this man. Oh my God. In October, we made a, we make a year and I, I cannot agree with a truer statement. There is no comfort in the growth zone and no growth in the comfort zone. And I've spoken about comfort zones before as well, where you should have a zone of comfort that you can go back to every now and again. And that zone of comfort can be, hey, I want to I wanna shut off for a little bit and maybe, you know, take a little social media break for a couple of days so that I can recharge my battery. Or I want to go home at the end of a long day instead of trying to go out with my work friends because I want to go home and be with my cats or my partner or there's this new episode of this TV show that I'm really invested in that I really want to watch so I want to go be in my little comfort zone or your comfort zone could be that place where you're creating and you're writing and you're drawing and you're and you're scripting and you're journaling and you're uh playing Keyboard. I, I used to have a keyboard and I used to play it anytime I would feel um, strong emotions or anytime I would just want to kind of like mess around and just kind of be in my little bubble and, and not be around people. I would have my keyboard and I would and I would play it. And um, the only reason I sold it is because I want to get a bigger keyboard at some point with with pedals and everything, a little electronic piano with pedals and everything and uh, something that I could conceivably maybe even hook up to a desktop computer and start recording music with. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But <laughs> um, I, I used to do that, and that used to be my comfort zone. And now my comfort zone is, well, 
I like taking taking bubble baths every now and again. I take them maybe once a month. Maybe once a month I'll have like a little uh, treat myself bubble bath. Because um, cause here lately I, I like taking my showers because it's get in, get out. I'm fresh, I'm clean, I, I'm done, you know. And I don't always like taking bubble baths because they can also throw off your pH when you are a uh, vagina-carrying member of the uh, human society, right? So um, <laughs> when you are a V-card holder, a vagina card holder, not not the other V-card, um, <laughs> but when you, when, when you have certain hormone productivity, it can throw off your pH to have too many like bubble baths or scented baths or scented uh, hygiene products touching certain parts of your body. So that's why I don't take too many bubble baths. But I I like having that as a comfort to lean on. And other things that I find comforting in my comfort zone are drinking my Earl Grey tea, drinking my um, peppermint tea, drinking my dandelion root tea, drinking my raspberry leaf tea, whatever it is that makes me feel comfortable, that's what your comfort zone is. But sometimes when it comes to creating a new life for yourself and moving on and moving into this space of moving forward and being more invested in your present and creating that future that you envision, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to get uncomfortable in order to grow, whether you're choosing the traditional route of going to college and getting a degree and uh, then after getting said degree, deciding whether or not you want to go on to get your master's degree or your PhD and you want to up your ante and get an even better job and all of these different things. And you're going that route of career growth in the traditional sense. And by traditional sense, I mean like white collar and blue collar jobs, which I'm not, I'm not discrediting. Those are, those are essential jobs. Those are things that we need in this world is white collar, blue collar jobs. But whether you're going that route or you're going the route of an entrepreneur, or you're going the route of someone who wants to learn a trade and, you know, get really good at that trade, or you're someone who's investing in affiliate marketing and digital marketing, or you're someone who's investing in content creation and you're a social media influencer or you're a podcaster or whatever it is that you're doing, whatever route you take, if you want to focus on that growth, you sometimes have to be uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable starting this podcast a year ago and now I'm at 60 plus listeners on multiple platforms. And the only reason why I say 60 plus is because I can only see by a number how many I actually have on Spotify alone. I can't see how many uh, followers I have on Apple but or, or other podcasts like Stitcher, other podcast distributions like Stitcher or anything. I can't see those numbers. I can see the analytics of, hey, this is reaching people here, there, and everywhere, and this is how, this is how much uh, activity you're getting on uh, Apple versus Spotify, and this is where you know, this is the pie chart of where your listeners are coming from, but I can't see the actual numbers of how many followers I have on Apple, but (laughs) that's fine. My, my point is, is that I had to get uncomfortable with not taking off as an overnight success. I had to get uncomfortable with, 
waiting until I had 10 followers to be able to start uh, making the money or, or 50 followers, I think, because um, Spotify for podcasters used to be Anchor and you had to have 50 listeners before you can start monetizing and getting ads and <laughs> just different things like that where I had to get uncomfortable with all of that and I had to promote. I was promoting every single day. I was making one, two, three, four, five episodes a day sometimes. And now I only make one every so often. And I'm starting to do it in a way that feels more authentic to me and, and more in touch with what I want to do and more in alignment with what I want to do. And I had to get uncomfortable. And sometimes I'm still uncomfortable. Sometimes I'm still uncomfortable making content because I don't know how it's going to go over. But that's okay. That's okay. Get comfortable living uncomfortably. Because once you, once you recognize that there is going to be some discomfort in that growth zone, then you're going to be able to grow to a point where you're going to be comfortable. And you're going to be like, hey, this is easy. I can do this in my sleep. I can make money in my sleep. I can, I am making money in my sleep. What the fuck am I talking about? You know, like, and, and then you do something that's going to boost that, boost what you're already doing. And then that's going to be uncomfortable. And to give you an example, I, I listened to several podcasters who they started from the ground up. They started from nothing. They talk about their experiences where they, they maybe had um, another opportunity to go a different path in life. Uh, one of one of them I listened to, where she where she talks about her experience dropping out of college, and, and and then deciding to pursue a different career path and traveling the world and doing her podcast. And she started her own business when she was before she even went to college. And then she realized that the college path wasn't for her because she was not feeling focused in her classes. She wasn't able to make as much time for her studies because she was focusing on her business and she was traveling a lot for her business. And she's like, she's around my age. So, you know, it's funny to, to listen to other people's experiences of how they, they did all of that and they went this traditional route and then they found out that the traditional route wasn't for them and that's okay and they got uncomfortable and they got comfortable being uncomfortable so that they can create the life that they wanted uh think about it like this richard branston richard branston is one of the most successful men in the world and him and you know bob proctor and so many other people who you can listen to their stories in uh the Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And Richard Branson owns uh, the Virgin Empire with Virgin Airlines, Virgin Mobile, uh, Virgin Megastore, all of those different things that have the Virgin stamp on it. Richard Branson owns that shit. And he was uncomfortable starting that when he started off. And now he is still one of the most successful people in the world. And he's got this amazing company that takes care of its people. And that's why he is able to have his his hand in so many different uh, sections of the Virgin company because he was able to continue creating and continue creating and continue creating. 
And he had a team at that point that was helping him continue to create and giving him these ideas of, hey, all right, so you started Virgin and and you got this part of it. All right, well, let's move on to airlines. Let's move on to Virgin Megastore. Let's move on to this and that and the other. (laughs) And 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 cell phones and 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 I I remember one of the first cell phones I ever had was a flip phone and it was a virgin phone that I got from the virgin megastore I I kid you not (laughs) this was back when they had a virgin megastore I'm not sure if it's still open but they had a virgin megastore in Hollywood and my mom and I squealed like teenage girls going into this thing but my point is is that even the most successful people in the world got uncomfortable doing what it is that they wanted to do before they even saw that success. And success is a byproduct of that journey. Success is a byproduct of you putting in the work, working your butt off, working sometimes 24-7 because if you want to be an entrepreneur, sometimes you're working more than the people who are working 9-to-5 jobs. Because you're promoting your brand, you're promoting your business, you're you're uh, getting in touch with coaches, and you're going to retreats, and you're doing all of these different things so that you can build yourself, and you can build your business, and your brand, and your image. But you're connecting with other people who have already built that, and taking a leaf from their books, right? Sometimes you have to be uncomfortable. Sometimes I get uncomfortable pointing the camera to myself to make my TikTok videos, but I do it anyway, because I know that what I am doing is going to reach people who have similar mindsets to me. What I'm doing is I'm creating my brand. What I'm doing is I am growing my brand. What I am doing is I am connecting with people who like the content that I'm putting out. And sometimes that means that you have to be uncomfortable. And if you can't be okay with being uncomfortable, then you will never be okay with growth. Food for thought. Hi friend, Alice here. I just want to take a moment to thank you for tuning into this episode and supporting the Skellington Grin Podcast. Whether you found it organically, you've been here since the beginning, or you're tuning in due to finding me on social media. If you liked today's episode, feel free to leave a rating and subscribe to the podcast for more deep dives into spirituality, growth, manifestation, and more. You can find the Spotify link to my manifesting playlist in the podcast description, as well as the links to connect with me on Instagram and TikTok. Have a great day and keep tuning in for more episodes of the Skellington Grid Podcast. Till next time.